Hello, hello. This is Elohim again. This is for the conversation that we was having about cultural appropriation. Uh, this is the situation we were speaking about how cultural appropriation and how culture has an influence, a very strong influence over the religion and spirituality and our comprehension of magic and sorcery. So this is a material that you can keep uh, with yourself uh, to be helpful. Um, if you have any opinion, questions, answer, or something else to add, just remember, tell me so I can use that um, feedback uh, to be more progressive in this conversation. Um, so this is the opinions about it, uh, because two of you were asking me uh, about uh, because I come from outside and so I understand that probably my opinion is uh, something of curiosity um, this is the thing um, cultural appropriation is not one of my favorite topics um, I'm drinking a coffee so if you listen to me uh, taking a sip from time to time don't bother me <laughs> with that I hope that bother you with that, it's because it's, it's very cold here in New York. Uh, remember you will listen a lot of airplanes and birds around because I am practically outside, very close to the park. In, in, I am in front of the river, I have Manhattan in the other side, so it's, it's noisy but it's very green at the same time here. Uh, this is inconvenience with this topic. Um, when we speak about cultural appropriation many times, most of the times, we forget to give a voice to the people who are being appropriated. Um, the problem is that these people many times don't really have a voice about it because they have all kinds of other troubles that really matters too much more many times. I remember uh, I'm not, um, I think that in English the word is historician, a person who specializes in history, I think that that's the word. Um, I'm not, that's not my field of expertise. So it's very important to understand this. When I was in my country, many times we received news that we watch in TV. Oh, um, people is using contribution about, I don't know, the dress of American, of Mexican culture from someone in Germany. Or people in Canada is using this dress from someone who comes from um, Africa. And they say, okay, I'm pretty sure that Africa has all other troubles like, I don't know, two millions of persons dying with AIDS because they don't have medicines, other three million persons who don't have access to clean water. So why don't give some spotlight to that news that are more convenient? Why just put the finger over something so random and not really change of life, like cultural appropriation? Oh, we are mad because this person are disrespecting the rights of this other person. I'm totally sure that this other person probably has their own problems. I listened to the, word, the term cultural appropriation for the first time 
but it has 18 years in Venezuela because someone made a scholarship work about it. So I listened to the term for the first time. But before of that, I was totally out of, of this thing. For me, it was like something that don't exist. Um, but my maturity come very later. So probably for that, I never pay attention to that uh, because Venezuela is a very, um, it has a very mixed culture because we receive so many immigrants and Venezuela is mostly immigrants, people who come from Germany, Spain, Italy, um, Peru, Guatemala, Brazil, Colombia. It's a very mix of people, so it's complicated to distinguish your own culture in there. For us, it's like, oh, this is something that people eat in Mexico. Okay, it's Mexican food, just that. We don't think about how of are offending sometimes the culture if they are really being offended. If you tell me that, um, for example, a person from, I don't want to put USA here in the example because that's very easy. And that's not the idea because we are always blaming USA American people like they were the enemy and they are not. Uh, because they are always in the news because it's the first country of importance apparently in the world is for that. So we blame American people for everything, but it's not like that. Um, we see, for example, if I see a person from Brazil who continues being Latin America, mm, venerating La Santa Muerte, who is a very popular deity, practically a goddess in Mexico, and this person is not is not a Mexican person. It's not related with the culture of Mexico. Probably will be a lot of mistakes about um, the the tribute, about the veneration, about this system of beliefs, because it's not part of the culture of this person. I see that. I don't know how qualified I am or someone else is to speak in the name of this deity and say, "Oh, you can't venerate this deity." I don't know because that is not my area. I am a simple human, like everybody else. Uh, if I go to say that gods and the spirits are over us, I don't go to say that I am qualified to speak in the name of them. I'm, I'm not their voice, I'm not re their representative in this life, and I don't have this messiah complex. And most important, I don't have this white savior complex. Um, it's, it's very weird because it's a complicated situation. How you say to this person, for example, in Brazil, that they can venerate a Mexican deity? Probably the argument is, it's a, it's a local deity, so, so probably you can find a similar deity in Colombia that you are not looking for. Probably you can do that. But if before to just say that, just attack the person saying you are a, a, appropriating the culture of someone else, you are, you are a horrible person, you are a horrible person, blah, 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 blah. And you may feel, and you attack the people in this way, because you have a messiah complex and you're trying to represent a different culture. Um, I understand the argument, but it's not the way. I, I am a very diplomatic person. I think that everything in life can be resolved, speaking, except wars, because wars are in the hands of very horrible people. 
socialism because it's a different thing. But except for that, both problems, everything else in life can be resolved speaking. I had this conversation last, last month, uh, in May, um, via Twitter, with this person about cultural appropriation, we were speaking about it again. Um, someone says, um, and in some part of the argument, the person has some kind of truth. The person is saying, you can have um, veneration of the black religion, of the black gods, of the riches, if you don't have black people in there. I find that some truth in there. At the same time, it sounds a little racist, sounds very complicated, because it's like trying to put under the bus many people who really believe in the riches, who really practice this belief, who really has 30 or 40 or 50 years in the practice. And you're just throwing them under the bus because make you feel comfortable, because make you feel safe, because make you feel like the Messiah, because make you feel like you has the, the correct voice hidden the argument. And that is awful. He's a maniac, he's narcissist, he's sick, he's very, very sick. And especially if you believe in science and you use the argument that everybody in this world comes from Africa. All of us descend from Africa. And I remember my grandpa saying that all the gods descend from Africa. That is an argument that I put sometimes in my books and people don't like it. That is said. Humanity is starting Africa. And first religions starting Africa. Uh, first gods and goddesses probably born in Africa. And they go around the world with humanity. So who are you to speak in the name of them? If they are older and ancient than you. I don't think that they need you to speak in their names. I don't think so. That's my opinion. But I am, when it's about the gods and goddesses, I am very strict, I am very radical, I am very respectful. What really matters about cultural appropriation is if you go to have some kind of appreciation for a different culture first, you need to understand that it's a different culture that not belongs to you for political reasons. You know, it's, it's the double argument that I don't really enjoy, but it's true, but I don't really support that. Uh, Black Lives Matter, we all descend from Africa, all humans are the same, we, la we fight for a war without frontiers, without passport, we want to live in a free country, in a free world, but when it's about this kind of things is yeah, you can do it. You need to stay inside of your box. Please stay in your line. It's the double argument. It's you know it's, it's the double axe. Uh, we, we just choose which side is more convenient for us in the moment. I want to venerate this goddess. I I just do it because I am appreciating the culture. I don't want that you venerate this goddess. Oh, you are using cultural appropriation. You are so mad. You are so wrong. You are so horrible people. When it's about religion, first of all, you need to understand what is a culture. And I'm not a historian. I, I, linguistics is not my area, and history is not my area. But what will be very good for you is to do the same exercise that I did. Go to the dictionary, the encyclopedia, and look what is exactly is a culture. And look 
for any book about history of cultures. And you will understand that 90% of the cultures in this world were literally made taking other cultures down. Every time that a tribe, North American tribes, South American tribes, African tribes, native tribes, fight with each other, fight with another tribe, the winner tribe take and appropriate all the culture and the gods of the other culture that lost the war. Not just in the tribes, also in history. Uh, look what happens with the Greek gods turning Roman gods. And the Minoan gods and the Egyptian gods. All of them pass for this episode in any moment. The gods will continue living. They, they will continue living under different names, different representations, but they will continue living. They are not humans, we need to understand that. And cultures will always continue evolving. So one of the other problems with cultural appropriation also being used just to attack people who are really appreciating a culture many times is that using the argument of cultural appropriation and don't let that the culture blends with other different cultures is a problem because the cultures survive thank you thanks to this appropriation it's not me saying that it's every book on culture that you can read in the library for free in any bookstore that you can buy go to look any copy of books about history of the culture and you will understand that culture survive is thanks to that because continue blending and evolving with the civilization with humanity is you lock the culture inside of a box and you put a lock in there the culture don't go to evolve and will very easily disappear and that happens a lot with for example the Celtics culture. We have many reconstructions of about the Celtic culture, the Celtic gods, the Celtic mythology, but we are not sure, not totally sure about most of the terms that we use about it because they was practically locked for religious purpose. Because they are pagans and they were hatens and we burn them and we kill them and we or we turn them into Christians and blah 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 blah. We lock the culture inside of a box and we let them in there. We let them dry and dine at the same time. It's by so many birds around. It's very early in the morning, very, very early. If you take, let me move my seat so I can see the squirrels from here. If you take any culture and you use the argument of cultural appropriation, first of all, you need to understand what exactly is a culture, why is culture, how evolved the culture, from where comes the culture, and how involved are you in that culture. Or you are just using the argument of cultural appropriation to attack other people. I had this conversation with that person about you can't have a black religion without black people. But I know that sounds weird, but I feel that is the truth. We all descend from black from black people. 
not just me because I come from Venezuela and I descend from natives and Turkish people. Also, you can, I mean, it's a history. It's the science saying that it's not myself. It's science and history saying that we descend from black people, from people of color, gorgeous, mysterious, and magical, beautiful people of color. And we just take their cultures and we take the parts that we like and we make that part our own. I mean, take the Italian culture or the French culture, which part of them really belongs to them historically and which parts are from another place. Take the culture of New York. New York has also their own accent when they speak English. New Yorkers has their own accent, but from where comes that accent? If practically half of the population in New York City is immigrants, most of the population in New York City is immigrants, especially Italians and Latin American. So, is their own accent or is accent blended from other cultures? That is a good example, like the food, like the clothes that you are using. Oh, I'm not, I'm not in favor of cultural appropriation, perfect. Look exactly everything that you are using, the colors, the, the materials that you are using, the clothes that you are using, the decorations that you have in your home. I, I don't enjoy, uh, for example, this Venezuelan person. Uh, giving classes of Feng Shui when we have persons who specialize on that and it's their own culture. It's just someone who takes a book, read it and is offering classes of Feng Shui. He don't have appreciation for the culture. And Feng Shui is something that comes from a different country, from a different culture, in a different language. Now it's problematic because if that person uh, not just read a book, if that person leave it, travel to the country, stood for many years in the country, specialize in that area and read the books and take the classes from these people, from Chinese and Japanese people specialized in these matters, how I am qualified to say that this person can't teach me Feng Shui, for example. I do not enjoy and I will never enjoy watching white people non-initiating Afro-Caribbean traditions, offering classes of other issues, is wrong, is totally and completely wrong. But it's a different department because they are doing money with that. When people are doing money with a different culture, which while they are not involved, is different. But if you are just using a shirt with African design, and you are buying this from African factory, where African people is doing money because they need it. Mm, is that wrong? That you are supporting their culture buying something or you just prefer continue letting die for lack of clean water in their, in their countries? Oh, I am here comfortable with my iPhone, with my Apple, drinking my Starbucks coffee, tweeting about cultural appropriation. You can do that, you can make this, you can support that, that thing, but you are not taking actions about it. You, you don't really care about, about the cultures. You don't really care about that matter. You don't really care about the people. 
you're just being a white hero. A white hero is an empty hero. It's a person who is just looking for attention, for their total lack of actions. Oh, I am so lazy to take actions, but being in Twitter all day, sit down in front of my computer is so easy that I can speak and throw everybody under the bus and speaking about cultural appropriation and these things matter and Black Lives Matter and Me Too movement and tweeting is so easy but nobody taking actions. It's the same with cultural appropriation. I I say this last year, people don't like it but nobody asks words because they know that in some way I has the, the truth about it. I put a post, I drop a post in my Facebook page and I say, I want to, if you, please like this post if you support, um, if you are against cultural appropriation, about your own culture and about the culture that you belong. And share the post if you are taking actions about it. And totally nobody asked for, nobody liked, nobody shared for months. In a moment, I just deleted the post because I was like, okay, I started to feel shame about it. But when you speak about cultural appropriation, oh, this person is taking the cultural blah, blah, blah. Everybody comes to you. Everybody supports you. You know, everybody supports you from the phone. Everybody supports you from the iPhone. Everybody supports you from the keyboard. Everybody supports you via Twitter, but nobody's taking action because nobody really cares. It's just something that they do to feel better. It's a total lack of, ar- of actions about it. Oh, I will feel better because I'm speaking about cultural appropriation. I feel so good with myself when I'm doing that. that. But you are not really taking action. You are just speaking from your total emptiness, lack of empathy, lack of actions, and lack of experience. And that is totally wrong because in the process we are throwing a lot of people under the bus. I don't have any problem, I personally, me alone, I don't speak for all Venezuelans, but me alone, I don't have any problem when I see people listening Venezuelan music that personally he's saying I don't like it. Uh, people using Venezuelan dress, I don't care people eating Venezuelan food, I don't care. It's, oh, you, you like my culture, so nice. I really like it. People say, oh, you can go to, Guate- to Guatemala or Peru or El Salvador or Venezuela or Amazon to drink ayahuasca because it's cultural appropriation. Well, actually, we prepare these things for the people who visit us. We don't really care about your passport. So why you are speaking? Uh, about us when we are not speaking with you you are not related with us let us us our own voice thank you thank you really thank you it's a complicated conversation it's a complicated topic and cultural appropriation has a lot of um, a lot of weight over religions because religions are very blended in the culture uh, where a when the religion is open to everybody, it's very easy that different cultures will come to that religion and will make the religion more rich. And in the end, the religion will end being a total delicious blend of so many different flavors from different cultures 
that compound at different religions. If you create a new system of beliefs, if you create a new tradition, that system of beliefs or that tradition that you create represent you and represent your culture and your background and your own belief. And probably that background comes from different cultures and different religions and different people and different backgrounds. Because you have, for example, an Italian dad, an Italian father, a German mother, or your family comes from Iran or from Afghanistan or you live a long time in England, that is part of your culture. And and that is what you are selling to someone else. So you need to identify what is a culture because cultures always need to grow and evolve. And they can't evolve if they don't take um, tools, arguments, histories from another different culture. You can't lock the culture just because you like it. These conversations about if some white influencer use the hairstyle of a person of color, mm, yeah, it's a complicated topic because um, maybe because I don't really care what feels important for some people, but at the same time, I understand the arguments because I read the whole articles about how complicated for people of color find a job and they need to make all of this uh, complicated hairstyle that can take hours a day, every week, to have it, to find a decent job. And someone white just come to take these um, trends and I don't know how they name, uh, just use them for fashion. And that is it's disgusting because it has history behind that. But it's, that's that that so really matters too much. Like I mean, that that matters, but that matters matters much than trying to raise money to create uh, new resources of clean water for Africa, where people literally don't have clean water in 19 countries in. 2021, the, the time that you pass in Twitter, literally writing from total emptiness and lack of empathy about cultural appropriation, every minute that you are using that, a lot of people in Africa, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot, I mean millions of persons in Africa are just passing hours without clean water that they can drink. People is drinking dirty water from the river or from the street because they don't have access to clean water. That matters too much more than a white, horrible person doing horrible things using a beautiful hairstyle that don't belong to her. It's not surprising when we're speaking about a very horrible person, a very horrible, white persona who cares about everything. In religion and spirituality, culture always will be blended with the practice. It's important that you recognize the cultures that you are venerating the gods or 
angels. All of them come from different cultures. And the Orishas come from different cultures. So when someone American tell me, this other American person can't venerate the Orishas because it's American person, um, uh, and you can? Yeah, because I am um, a person of color, okay? But if this person was initiated for a person of color who is a priest of the religion, Mm, and technically speak in the name of the gods and the goddess and goddesses and orishas and the spirits who qualified you over the priests of the religion that you don't practice to speak about the gods that you don't venerate attacking people that you don't know that really matters too much or you are just looking at attention that happens because cultural appropriation is one of those topics that you can speak every time that you need to raise followers. You need to raise followers, you speak about cultural appropriation. You will find thousands of followers immediately. And believe me, most of them, they don't really care about what you are saying about cultural appropriation. They just think that is something good. Oh, he's speaking or she's speaking about cultural appropriation. Let me support you or support her or support him. They will give you a lot of likes. They will give you two or three different answers. They will follow you. And any, literally any of them, will come to you asking you, hey, which action we can take here about cultural appropriation? Why? Because they don't really care. That's the thing. It's just a topic that people usually use to avoid real conversations, like women who are not raising the same money than men in 2021, or people of color who is dying every day for discrimination or wow so many topics that we can put here so many that are totally more important that that a white savior speaking about a culture that don't belong from a country that don't belong attacking people that they don't meet oh you know you i don't know you but i see you on twitter speaking about aphrodite who is a Greek goddess, oh, I am so mad about you because that's cultural appropriation and you're American. You can do it, that's cultural appropriation. You, you, you cares, you really cares. I mean, this, this, this cares so much that you can't sleep in the night. You really can't eat your food. You feel physically bad, you feel, you feel illness for this. That matters most to you. Nobody's wrong, so you don't really care. You think that it's wrong. Why you think that it's wrong? Oh, because they are Greek gods. Uh -huh. um, perfect. They are Greek gods. Mm. From maybe you don't know from where I descend. Maybe you have a messiah complex and you think that you can speak in the name of the gods. Who are you to speak in the name of them? Something that I never tolerate is when people come to speak in the name of the gods and goddesses because priests, priests and priestess, usually they follow the lead of the religion, or the cult, or the tradition that they practice, but they do not speak and take opinions in the name of gods and goddesses. And these are religions that you don't belong, let that is people who practice a religion speak about it. The other day I see this person that I don't really like too much in Facebook offering classes about Orishas, and was a European-American person, very, very, very white whiter than the milk, that level of white. This person is not initiating any Afro-Caribbean tradition, 
this person never visits Brazil, this person never visits Africa, this person is totally not related with the tradition and was offering classes about the goddesses. That bothers me a lot. But I don't go to attack this person. I don't go to react about it because I don't have actions to take about it because I don't have the time to take actions about it because I'm involved with other things that import much more to me. So I don't go to speak for my emptiness and say, oh, you can do that because that's cultural appropriation. No. I am initiated in two different Afro-Caribbean cultures, in two different Afro-Caribbean traditions. I am initiated in Candomblé and Lukumi. And not for that, I'm going to use my time to speak in the name of the religious because that is not my work. That is not my area. That is not my department. That is beyond my limit. And you have the right to offer the classes that you want. It's disappointing that some people go to pay for that classes. But that is not my area. That is not my, my work to do it. This should be doing for someone else who really can take actions about it. Or, you know, I am a person of color who are initiating these traditions. I am more qualified than this person to offer these classes. So I'm, I offer the same classes. So you can take the classes for someone who really knows and really feels the tradition. That is taking actions. But if, you, but if I don't go to do it, I don't go to just attack this person to feel comfortable with myself. Oh, I attack him because it's good appropriation. I did, he did some wrong and I did so well. I am so good. I am a good person. I am an angel. I feel so good now. That's so narcissist. That's so egomaniac from the people when they do that kind of things. If you was initiating a tradition and the person in that tradition really believes that you are qualified to initiate, because this is the thing, very different to most, not all, but most of the American traditions, the Afro-Caribbean traditions don't initiate everybody. It's not like you can come with your money and I want to be initiated on this. No, 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 no. We have many rituals. You need to be qualified for this. And if we don't want to initiate you for any reason, we don't need to give you an explanation about it. We just say no. And that happens to me many times. I have the opportunity to initiate two persons and they, both times I say no. I initiate other person, but these two persons I say no. One, because was homophobic, was a very homophobic person. And the second one in Candomblé, Candomblé is, in fact, a very homophobic tradition. It's incredible homophobic. You can't imagine how homophobic is this tradition. And in the moment that I was there, I tried to make some changes from inside. And I say, I don't go to initiate this person. If someone else wants to do it, okay, it's okay for me, but I don't go to do it. But you need to, I don't go to initiate this person because it's a homophobic person and we don't need more homophobic people here. And the second person was a woman, I say no, because she was a total egomaniac, total narcissist, with a total lack of empathy for, for everybody else. And I say, no, I don't want this person in my tradition. I don't go to give initiation to this person because she don't belong here. She don't belong to my circle. She don't belong to my group. She don't belong to my family. She don't belong to my tradition. And I'm not going to do it. I don't work with narcissist people. And I say no. But if someone else is offering these classes, I don't go to attack this person. If I don't have the, mm, the will 
the priority to offer a different option. It's like this conversation about Sage. Someone attacked me sometime via Twitter because I was putting some pictures of me burning Sage. Uh, you can do that because that's a Native American practice, blah, blah, blah. And you say, oh, thank you. I, I, don't, I didn't knew that. So I make an investigation about it. I buy a very nice book about burning Sage. I, I think that is called Cleaning Spaces from Kierman. I think that, that was the book that I read. He mentioned that. So I continue looking more information about it. Um, yeah, Sage is a sacred land for Native American, Native North American tribes. Remember that America is not a country, it's a whole continent. It's funny when people say, oh, he comes from, he comes to America. I don't come to America, I come to North America. I was in America, I was in South America, I was in Venezuela. Thank you. It's not a country, it's a continent, it's a whole continent. And I understand that for native North American tribes, um, uh, easily called Native Americans, sage is sacred and burning sage is called smudging and it's a sacred practice for them and it's a closed practice for them and they say okay this is a problem i come from venezuela and in venezuela sage is not sacred it's just a plant that we put in the somerio somerio is like an incense that you make very raw you literally put a lot of herbs in and dried flowers and roots and what is this? Oh, they are singing, very nice. And, and that is so many, it's a lot of blends that you put in there, a lot of herbs and roots and flowers. And sage, called salvia in Spanish, is one of the typical herbs that we use to, to create cleansings. And grows literally in the streets. It's not sacred for us. It's you, you literally walk around the uh, around the schools. Uh, it's a plant that they put ar around the garden in the schools in all the cities because grow very fast and looks very nice with yellow flowers. Just that uh, we use it because uh, in Brazil and Colombia they believe that sage uh, has a very powerful energy to clean. Same that here in North America. So we, but we never use it alone. We use it combined with other herbs. So what I do is I do not stop using sage. I just stop uh, doing it in public. I continue burning sage in my home. And actually, I have a little plant of sage, very very small. That is more diet than than alive because I'm not very good with gardening. And two friends of mine, uh, including Eric, who is pretty nice, they sent me some fresh sage last time. So I used that sage to burn my home, to make some cleansings. Uh, but I decided to give another option. When people attack me about you can't use sage because it's sacred and you are offending these persons. Oh, sorry, I don't know it. I didn't know that I was offending someone else. Let me uh, take the time to investigate about it because you prefer to attack me than give me sources of information. 
and I wrote a whole post that I put in my blog. I think that is called uh, different options to sage or something like that, or other plans that you can borrow. I really don't remember. I write I write so much articles for my blog, and I create a whole list of recipes that you can use to replace in sage, like mugwort, like palo santo, like I mean so many. It's funny because I, this person is um, is a white person. It's a white American person. Probably don't know, probably it's because don't look for the information. So this person just assume that says just grow up in the United States and not say grows in everywhere. So probably say because literally grows everywhere under all kinds of conditions, including my, my including the pot of sage that he has here. Uh, continue dying, what is it there? And in the same way, is the Palo Santo people. It's like you can't burn Palo Santo because that is a sacred place in Guatemala, and actually, it's not so sacred. Mm, you confuse the world because Guatemala and Salvador and Peru and Brazil. Actually, I, I think that in Argentina too, Palo Santo is yeah, is um, it's a magical plant. It's a magical wood. Uh, use it for sacred rituals, but it's not because the plant is sacred, it's because it's plant that we use for sacred rituals uh, to clean the temples and sacred places because it's a strong plant that we have for cleansings. And it's not a plant that is disappearing for us. I don't know in USA, but in Latin America we have many sources and factories and people processing just Palo Santo is, is amazing. Actually, I prefer the Palo Santo who comes the, the Palo Santo that comes from South America because Palo Santo here in the United States is very is very dry. This is it's weird, it's like practically dried good. It's it smell amazing, but the Palo Santo from Guatemala is is amazing. It's a whole experience. It's very oily. It's a little greasy, it's more golden than brown. Uh, the sticks are very, very large and it smells so gorgeous that you can't imagine. That is the Palo Santo that it has. So it's cultural appropriation in some way, and I don't think so because it's part of my culture. But staying here in the United States, I know that I can't born sage in public because for white people it's offensive because they think that you are offended, offending uh, Native Americans who really don't know you and they don't know who you are or where do you live and but you continue offending them. Okay, so what I do is just if someone give me any plant that is considered sacred and they say, oh, you can burn this in your home, I do it, but I do it in secret and I don't speak about it publicly. Uh, sometimes I do, because I don't think that many Native Americans follow me, so probably they think that I am so weird, too much weird for them. But I'm not trying to offend anyone. Actually, I love that conversation because when that people was attacking me, that for me is a conversation. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, this is something new, let me read about it. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's sacred. Oh, 
has so many practices. Oh, it's involving so many sacred rituals. That's nice. That's something new for me. Okay, so I just uh, appreciate more the plant, air, the, the sage. I learned some rituals. I made contact with a friend um, via Facebook who is a Native American. And I speak with her and, oh, you are involved with this um, culture. I don't know too much about it. I come from Venezuela, so tell me about it. Oh, yeah, this is a little closet practice. Uh, yeah, people make so much noise about it. Here is a, a post that I made. You can read it, some information there, but yeah, it can be considered offensive if you're doing this very disrespectful way, but everybody's selling them in, in the store, so you can or can't buy it. Anyway, it's not like this affects too much, but it's offensive if you do it in public or if you are taking money for for born the sage in a place because that is something that Latin Americans should do, not you. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you for, for the information. I go to read the post, I go to share the post. Thank you. And just that a conversation like adults because adult people don't need to be attacking everyone else via Twitter or Facebook. So remember, read about the cultures that you are venerating, the cultures where you belong, and the cultures for, that is involved with your tradition and your religion, that is very, very important. Uh, you decide, it's your decision, uh, the cultures that you like, because if you have a very big devotion for Australian culture, it's something that I just made up. I don't know how is the culture in Australia. They, I just know the, the Australia. The one thing that I know is that it has Chris Hemsworth and Kylie Minogue. Just that I don't know anything, literally anything about Australia. But if you like Australian culture, oh, and it has these beautiful kangaroos. Um, you have that culture, and you love it, and you read many books of them, and you travel to there. I'm not qualified to tell you that you can venerate that or venerate any Australian god or goddess that he has. I'm not qualified for that. Someone from Australia who is more involved with the culture and the tradition should be the person who gives you the opinion and the feedback. Not me, not any random person in Twitter. Definitely not any random person in Twitter or Facebook or TikTok. Uh, take these conversations with, with maturity and with patience and try to analyze and question always why this affect someone, why is this important? I'm not saying that this is not important, but why you consider that this is important? It's so really important, it's not important. Why I want to do it? Why I continue doing it? Uh, why this affecting someone else? Uh, why I continue doing it? Why I am offending someone else? Why they are being offended? Try to analyze that. And if you want to take actions about it, it's very good. Uh, but don't involve attacking someone else about cultural appropriation in public, in Twitter, because it's, it's very immature. I prefer, I personally prefer resolving these conversations privately. Or you have direct messages, let me speak with you privately, like adults, not in public. But you know, I, I think that this was offensive, you are attacking me, I don't know why. Uh, this I misunderstood. Oh, I don't knew that information. Thank you for the information. Um, I don't know that that's my way to resolve everything. 
especially if I'm not taking money for that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm literally not taking money for that. I'm not buying sage and burning sage in the places of my friends. I have my own blend of incense made with roots and herbs that I dried for myself in my home, and I use that to make my cleansings. My very nice, very expensive cleansings that I do in the locals, and I'm very proud of that, because it has very good results. So people continue calling me, so I can say that works very well. And that's the audio. Uh, I go to send this to all of you, and stay safe, stay well, be loved and be blessed. And remember, you are being loved, always. Or sometimes you forget that. And be blessed. Have a wonderful and marvelous day.